0: So, this right here is week five of this Holy Ghost series, and uh, week one, we talked about why it's important to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. In his teaching, Jesus prepared us for the Holy Ghost. After Jesus ascended into heaven and the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost, they came to realize that the Jesus... That the Holy Spirit inside them was better than Jesus beside them. The Holy Spirit inside them was better than the Jesus beside them. And that is the same for you and I today. Week two, we talked about the three baptisms. The three baptisms. We discussed that um, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Christ Christ or in the church when we receive him as Lord and Savior. When we step out that line of faith and we say, Jesus, I, I need you. I, uh, I Please uh, uh, forgive me my sin. I confess my sin to you. We are baptized into the church, into the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit does that. Holy Spirit comes and lives in our lives and puts a stamp of God, stamp of holiness on our lives. And God writes our names down in the Lamb's book of life. But then there's a second baptism. And that baptism is... The water baptism. Many of y'all have done that. Water baptisms, it, baptism is a physical baptism where you tell others that, "Hey, I'm following Jesus." and I'm making a change, and that baptism represents the old life becoming new, and it's a a tangible thing that will remind us of our decision of that, and um, so that's the second baptism, and then the third baptism is of the Spirit, when Jesus baptizes or immerses us into the Holy Spirit, We see this pattern many times uh, of people in the the New Testament. You can go back and and watch that sermon or listen to the sermon. But the people got saved. In the Old Testament, they got saved, they got water baptized, and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, you don't need the second or third baptism to get to heaven. You just need the first one, being baptized into Jesus, into the church, accepting Christ as Savior. And so a baptized uh, immersion, the physical baptism, is not something you need for heaven to get to heaven, to spend in eternity. But it's something that will help you uh, to share, share your faith to others and to confess that, hey, I'm following Jesus. And then uh, you don't need the third baptism in order to get to heaven. But I tell you what. The third baptism, the baptism of the Spirit, when Jesus baptizes us in the, in the Holy Spirit with all that he is, then we can walk in greater power and greater understanding as the apostles did, as the disciples did. What they did in the, in the, in the early church, in, in, in the book of Acts, what they did, we can do now. Those powers did not stop. The, that, um, that presence of, of, of the Holy Spirit in, in their lives did not stop when the disciples died. That wasn't just for them, and it wasn't just for the church. And I talked about that in week two. Week three, we, uh, our main question for week three was, how does a Christian get baptized in the Holy Spirit? we looked at several passages that showed us we just need to ask, we need to wait, we need to walk in obedience, we need to make sure that our lives are aligning. We don't need to lip, walk perfectly, but we need to walk in obedience because there are things that are going to hinder the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to make sure that there is no uh, conflict in our, in our lives with, with others because Holy Spirit, like a child, will sort of hide in a corner away from that. Even The Holy Spirit is very powerful, but when it comes to conflict and sin, that deliberate sin in our life, Holy Spirit's going to be like, hey, I, I'm just going to back over here a little bit. And so, if you want the fullness, you've got to walk in obedience. And then we also can pray for others to receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then, last week's message, we began our study on the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Now, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is going to be three weeks. It was last week. We're going to continue today. And we're going to close out this series next week. So, these last three weeks are all about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So, what is a manifestation? It's basically a visible sign given as a proof that something that exists, of which our five senses are not able to detect. Let me say it and share that again. It's basically a visible sign. This is a manifestation. A visible sign given as proof of something that exists. Of which our five senses are not able to detect. We experience manifestations all the time. Take for instance electric energy. Electric energy in a light bulb is manifested in the form of light and heat. Our senses can't detect electricity unless we touch it. (laughs) And that's a manifestation. But Electricity is something you, 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 can't, you can't really see or you can't smell if something's on fire, you know. But electricity is something that manifests itself in light and in heat. A manifestation of the chickenpox is a rash with small pimple-like sores. We cannot see the virus that causes chickenpox, but we can see the manifestation of the illness or, or the disease. So... We can bring into evidence, into manifestation, the gift of the Holy Spirit inside us. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the divine nature that is sealed in each Christian, cannot be detected by the five senses. No one can see, hear, smell, taste, or touch the Holy Spirit. Don't you wish you can? Don't you wish sometimes that you'll walk in your life and you just kind of see this aura or just you know, this, this sort of presence of Holy Spirit or this, this blue light or, or whatever, whatever kind of light or maybe a, a, a small little cloud or, or vapor everywhere you go. Now, Holy Spirit has manifested itself in, in those kinds of things, but wouldn't it be great everywhere you go and people you talk to, you can say, man, that person is, that person's filled. Your senses can't detect that. Okay, your, your five physical senses cannot detect the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, around you and people's lives. Now, your your emotions do have an effect on Holy Spirit as Holy Spirit moves in our lives in our hearts, absolutely. But our five senses are not able to detect those. So, Holy Spirit inside can be manifested, brought forth into evidence in nine ways as. Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, we're going to hang out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 if you have your copy of God's Word, your printed copy or your digital copy. We'll have this, uh, um, the uh, scripture on the screens as well. But the, the manifestations that Paul talks about right here in 1 Corinthians 12, we actually read this last week, but I'm going to camp out here a little bit longer. And the reason why, you'll see here in just a moment. So First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. It says this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. By that one spirit. To another, miracle, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, I want to let you know of something. These things that I just read, and there are nine of them, these things we just read are manifestations of Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit makes himself known in people's lives. These aren't the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have have the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There are are gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're actually going to talk about that in our Christmas series called Spirit of Christmas. And then there's also uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, and so on and so forth. But these right here are the manifestations of that. I'm going to... Give you an analogy: the, the, the multi-purpose Swiss Army knife, the traditional uh, Swiss Army knife knife is an um, example between a gift and a manifestation. The traditional knife comes with uh, comes with two blades, a, a large blade and a small blade, two screwdrivers, a flathead and a Phillips, a can opener, and all. I had to look that up to see what that was: a scissors, a file, and a pair of tweezers. So nine. Manifestations of that, uh, or, or purposes of that that knife. If you receive one multi-purpose knife as a gift, let's say if I were to give you a Swiss Army knife, it is a gift. You can use or bring into manifestation any or all of its purposes. All of those nine things. The one gift has many manifestations. Similarly, the one gift God gives each believer is the Holy Spirit, which can be manifested in nine ways, as you are seeing here in this passage. So don't think that you may not have the the sort of the ability for, for healing. First of all, the gift is the Holy Spirit. The gift isn't healing. The gift is the Holy Spirit. The manifestation is the healing, as an example. If you're walking in the spirit, you can show the manifestation of healing. You can. I want to speak into a, I want to speak into a potential misunderstanding or misinterpretation regarding these manifestations. These verses that we just read seem to indicate that each Christian gets only one manifestation. As Paul shared, and I've often I've often thought this as well, until very recently, as I studied into it, and we're going to get into that today, you know, to, to, to one, to, a, to another, this one, to another, this one, and to another, this one, as he goes on in this passage here in First Corinthians chapter 12, and it's really easy for Christians to be confused by that. I myself have been. Even though these verses use the term to another, it does not mean that each person will manifest only one of the manifestations. Each believer can manifest all nine of the manifestations. However, not everyone will manifest the Spirit in the same way or at a given time and place. To make sure that things are in the church are done decently and in order. At any given time, the Lord energizes different manifestations in different believers. All of these manifestations that we just read... God will use those at different times and he, would, he will uh, allow believers to, uh, to walk in, in a fuller sense or a fuller manifestation of this one gift, a fuller manifestation of this other gift. But as believers, we all have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which means, just like the Swiss Army now, we have all of those nine manifestations at our disposal. At our disposal. The... Um, the Lord, uh, the words to another are for the grouping or categorizing of the manifestations, not to mean that the manifestations are given to another person. To better understand this, we will need to know just a, uh, two Greek words that we're going to uh, work on today. Okay? So we're going to do a little bit of Greek. So get your, your uh, school hat on a little bit. So, two words. Uh, one of those is alos. And the other is uh, heteros. The Greek word alos means to another. And we see that in that passage all over. To another, to another, to another. So, alos means to another. While heteros means um, and to a different one. To a different one. So, alos means to another Heteros means to a different one. Now, this is important here in just a moment, as I'll explain. When a list is put together in Greek, say so if you're making a list in Greek, and the items are said to be, um, are said to be alos, they are the same kind or nature. So, let's, let's say if you're making your, your shopping list, your grocery shopping list, okay? You have your meats, you have your, your dairy, you have your vegetables, and, and I don't really shop like this. My wife does the shopping, and I just send her, what you know, What if we need anything. Of course, she's got it all under control. When I go shopping, I'll just walk the aisles and say, I, I need that. <laughs> that looks good. And that's why I don't really get to go shopping much. Um, but when we, when we make lists, we sort of group things. Like, okay, these are, are in groups uh, because in, uh, they're the same kind. So the... Um, when they are said to be heteros, again, a listing in Greek. When they are said to be heteros, they are different in nature. Thus, what we see in this section is God separating the manifestations into three groups separated by the word heteros. In a biblical text here in First Corinthians chapter 12, we're about to look at this a little closer. We only see the word, the English words, to another. We only see that to another to represent both elos and heteros. Where um, where are those Greek words placed in this passage? So let's look at this closer in First Corinthians twelve, seven through ten. So I want to read what we just read just a moment ago, so we can get that, that back up there. So first Corinthians twelve seven, and it says this now to each one a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a manifestation of wisdom. To another, and many people think, oh, he must be talking about, well, another person will give the message message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. Verse 9, to another, oh, he must be talking about to another person, to another, faith by the same spirit, to another, gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another, the interpretation of tongues. So, Paul, or, or, I mean, uh, when we translated this from the Greek to English, we just put the words "to another" to represent two uh, two uh, Greek words that have a little bit of different meaning between them: "elos" and "heteros." "Elos," again, meaning. To another, meaning, and to a different one. So, if we were to read this, I'm gonna get, we're going to go back to this. So, go go back to uh, to First uh, Corinthians twelve. Let me read this with those in there. So, verse seven again. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Verse eight. To one, there is given through the Spirit and message of wisdom. To another. That right there, instead of to another, it has a Greek word, elos, a message of knowledge by the same spirit. Verse 9, to another, heteros. Heteros is put right there, to a different one, that means to a different one, faith by the same spirit. To another, elos, gifts of healing by the one spirit. Verse 10, to another, elos, uh, miraculous powers. To another, elos. Uh, Prophecy to another, elos, distinguishing between spirits. To another, heteros, a different kind, a different one. Speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another, elos, the interpretation of tongues. When you look at the Greek, and I I have tools that you can go in, you can actually see every single Greek word and what of those Greek words are translated into English or how we have it in, in in our Bible and so, uh, as you look at this in the actual Greek, it shows you that, that, um, that Paul uses in the original Greek those two different words at those locations, but yet we think to another. So many, so many years in my life, I have thought That Paul was saying, well, this person is going to have this gift. And this person is going to have this gift. And to another person, you're going to have this. And to another of this. When actuality, what Paul is doing, he's saying, look, the gift is the Holy Spirit. The manifestations are all of these. And they are grouped into three different categories. Okay? Three different categories. So, we're going to look at those categories. One group. Includes the manifestations of wisdom and knowledge. We see that at the beginning of that passage, at verse eight. One group me. Uh, one group me uh, includes the manifestations of wisdom and knowledge. These are about revelation or or hearing from God or uh, the the message of God. Okay. In fact, I um in that in the passage it says that the message of knowledge, the message of wisdom. Okay. Hearing from God, revelation of God. So that those two manifestations, wisdom and knowledge, are in one group. And then we have heteros, which Paul is like saying, okay, now there's another group, okay? This group is faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, and discerning of spirits. Those five are in another category. These are about the power of God. These are manifestations show the power of God. The first one is the message of God or the revelation of God. And there's only two, wisdom and knowledge. Again, manifestations. When the Holy Spirit decides to manifest itself, to show forth itself, it's going to show in uh, in his revelation in the message in God speaking to us in wisdom and in knowledge we're going to we're going to focus on those today and then the next group is the fi- the next 5 and that is again faith healing miracles prophecy and discerning of spirits that show forth the power of God the third group of manifestations is tongues and the interpretations of tongues we use these in corporate or private worship of God. So that category is worship. Tongues used in a corporate setting or in private. And we talked about tongues last week. We, and you can go watch that series or, or that sermon or, or listen to it. We talked in details about uh, and there's four different ways, or four different uh, ways that the that the tongues is uh, the spirit manifests itself in tongues, and how it's used. Two of those ways are corporately, and two of those ways are privately. But there is a manifestation of the spirit in that time of worship, either corporately or privately. So we have three different groups of manifestations of the Holy Spirit. One group is the revelation of God or the message of God. The other group, the five, so you got two in this one. In the middle group, you got five, which is the power of God, the manifestation that shows the power of God. And then the last two is the worship of God. And the spirit will manifest itself through that. So in today's message, and I hope I haven't confused you, I really, I'm trying my best to, 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 to teach this as best I can. But I'm telling you, when, when, when I was studying this this week, I was just I was literally I was blown away. I was like, okay, I've always thought that Paul is talking about that, you know, people will have these different sort of gifts, and um, and that's not really what he's saying. And what he's saying is to another, he's just identifying, he's putting these these manifestations in different categories. This one goes here, to another here, and to a different one here. And so um, that's what Paul is doing. But today we're gonna look at the first two manifestations of the Holy Spirit we see in this passage. We will look at the remaining five manifestations next week as we close out this series. The message, the manifestations of knowledge and wisdom fall under the category you call that we call revelation. Okay? And um, and so what are these Um, these revelations? Uh, what, what, What is the message of these two? So the message of knowledge, we'll focus on that first. The message of knowledge is God or the Lord Jesus Christ providing to you information, insight, and understanding about something. Now, just want to make sure you understand, knowledge isn't like making you smart. Like, hey, I did really good on the SAT. The Holy Spirit did not come in and make you smart to, uh, to you know, make a great grade on your SAT, okay? That's not, that's not knowledge, right? So, um, but, but what we're going to use as our definition of this is God, or the Lord Jesus Christ, providing you information, insight, and understanding about something. Let me show you an example. A good example would be Joseph interpreting Pharaoh's dream in, in, uh, in the book of uh, Genesis. So God gave Joseph knowledge about the meaning of Pharaoh's dream, which, which there would be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. That revelation is a message of knowledge because it only gives information, the facts of the case. But Joseph was also given the message of wisdom when Joseph told Pharaoh to store up 20% of the harvest during the plenty years and upcoming famine years. So we see this, that God gives Joseph knowledge, okay? He gave Joseph what what Pharaoh dreamed about. And then he used wisdom, said, all right, now I want you to take that knowledge, and I'm going to show you how best to deal with that knowledge. So we see that all the way in back in the book of, of, um, of Genesis. The word knowledge is supernatural unveiling uh, from, the, from the storehouse of the, of the mind of God concerning facts about heaven. It says God knows every person, place, and situation. Uh, simply put, the word of knowledge is a revelation um, of facts. It deals with what exists, present, or past. We see another example in the New Testament. In the New Testament... And we're not going to turn there, but Ananias and Sapphira were a couple in the early church decided to sell some uh, real estate and give a portion of the proceeds to the apostles. This was their right to do since it was never commanded that the, the disciples give all of their belongings to the church. However, what they decided to do was a report that they had brought in all of the proceeds to the church. Clearly, the goal was to achieve status within the church with this show of generosity. Look what, look what we've done, okay? Ananias and Sapphira, um, they, they decided that they would lie about that. Now, we, we will look at uh, just Acts 5, verse through 3 through 4. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept from uh, for yourself some of the money you have received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, was it the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized over over all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward and wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. Then a little while later, if you keep reading, a little while later, his wife comes in and basically tells the same story. She doesn't know her husband had died. About three hours later, she shows up, gives the same story, and Peter's like, hmm, I'm sorry, but, you know, this is, this is not right. You're lying against God, and she died as well. Now, and obviously, um, the, the focus here is not when, when, when you lie, some God's going to strike you dead, okay? Obviously, that's his uh, prerogative on that but what I want to focus on is that Peter knew of the knowledge of what was happening. Nobody told Peter. Nobody taught him that. He knew God gave him that knowledge. And and, and you you may be in a situation where God would tell you something. God would tell you something about that. We, we see Jesus, I do this, and I you know he's Jesus, he's part, you know, fully God and fully man, but, but even the woman at the well, Holy Spirit gave him knowledge about her life. Holy Spirit gave him knowledge about that. When Holy Spirit speaks, when Holy Spirit speaks about things in your life, then you could take that knowledge and then, uh, and then you also have a manifestation of, 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 of wisdom. Another example, not biblical example, but for us as a church, when, when the Lord spoke to, uh, spoke to me after our church was doing a 21 day fast, and said, "I want you to call about this land." And I was like, "Are you sure?" I, and I knew it was Holy Spirit. I thought, okay, I'm gonna obey. I don't know this guy. It's not for sale. I called. And I've told the story many times. How did you know that we were sitting at my table, and and we just decided? It's like you were here in the room. It's like, well, I wasn't, but the Holy Spirit was. It was knowledge God gave me knowledge or, or the ability to just, just go and, and, and make that phone call and just to know but God knew what was happening, what was being orchestrated. He knew that all three of those, those siblings who owned the land, the Monroe family, came together, which they lived on different uh, uh, corners of the state of Georgia. They came together to talk about, and Jesus and God knew that, and so he would tell me to go and call. And there are many times, and, and as I walk through my life, and, and you may have as well, where God would give you knowledge about a certain situation before it even happens. I've been I've I've been talking with people, in, uh, uh, in, many conversations in the past, and the Lord would just speak to my heart, say, "You need to, you need to speak into this. You need to speak into this area." And we haven't even brought it up or asked this question. The Holy Spirit will, will, will speak it, it, into me on that. There was a man um, who, when I, was, when I was in high school, he would visit uh, our church. And we, we, invited him, uh, we invited him in as a guest speaker. And he had come a couple of times at different sort of uh, gatherings on a Sunday night. And I remember in high school, just... Just experiencing this, where this man, he had the um, amazing gifts of knowledge, of of of, of people, and he would, <laughs> it's kind of freaky. He would actually walk the aisles with a remote microphone, and he would walk down the aisles, and he would go to a person, and he'd be like, "You sir, could you please stand up?" And he would. And he wouldn't do it in any way. The Holy Spirit doesn't do this. He didn't, he didn't embarrass him. But he would say things such as, you know, Holy Spirit knows that, you know, your friend who is dying of cancer, you know, or whatever. I mean, whatever the story is, the Lord is with you. I mean, he would say things about that person. And it happened over and over and over again as Holy Spirit would just would just move in his life. And I was just like... Blown away. Now, wasn't any kind of m- magic thing. It, it, it wasn't something that was orchestrated or rehearsed. And and it, it, but what it was, it was a, it was a man that had spent that that was walked so close to the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the power of knowledge was resting on his life and his spirit, and it manifested in him so strongly. And, and I, I, I talked to him afterwards, and I remember this so clearly. He said, I, I was like, how do, you, how do you have that? That's amazing. I said, well, Holy Spirit gives it to me, but I spend hours and hours and hours on my face before the Lord. I have to walk in the Spirit. So he walked in the Spirit, and that manifestation was so strong on his life. I'll never forget that as I've sensed that. And so you have the message of the knowledge, the manifestation of the Spirit. And as we close, the message of wisdom is God or the Lord Jesus Christ providing you direction on how to apply the knowledge you have about something. Just like we used earlier with Joseph. God gave him the knowledge, and then he gave the wisdom in order to what to do with it. Okay, now that I have the knowledge, what are we going to do about it? The manifestation is a message of wisdom occurs when God gives a Christian a message about what to do in a given situation via the gift of the Holy Spirit. The message of wisdom is not, you know, uh, you know, being smart or intelligent like we said earlier. I want you to look at this verse right here. You don't have to turn there, but James three seventeen. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So James, brother Jesus, is talking about the wisdom that comes from heaven, the manifestation of the spirit, wisdom that comes from heaven. This is what wisdom is going to look like. Wisdom is going to be pure. It's going to be peace loving. It's going to be considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. We see this what to do with, woman, uh, with the woman caught in adultery. Holy Spirit told Jesus how to move in, in wisdom. You had Pharisees all around him that were going to, it was a trap, not necessarily for her. It was really a trap for Jesus. Jesus and his woman in the circ, middle of the circle together and, and, and Pharisees around him, and, and they were ready to stone her And and Jesus knows that that's what the law says. And what does Jesus do? The amazing wisdom that came from Holy Spirit is this, because it did come from Holy Spirit. It did come from Holy Spirit. He said, "You who would, you who are without sin, cast the first stone." Amazing response to that. Walking in wisdom. That wisdom wasn't something that was. Contrary to what James talks about. It was pure. It was peace-loving. It was considerate. It was submissive. Full of mercy. Those kinds of things. When we walk in wisdom, we're going, wisdom is going to show itself in those adjectives and those ways. So, the manifestation of wisdom is not going to puff ourselves up. The manifestation of wisdom is going to have those attributes. I'll never... Forget as we talk about the example I used earlier with the land, God gave me knowledge to to go to go do that and to talk to them and and God worked that out and I'll never forget uh, our family was um, was on a trip and we were in the um, focus on the family headquarters in Colorado Springs and um, and Mister Monroe called me and he says okay we're we're going to agree to sell the property and we want to sell it to you you know for this price and it was a great price and i knew right then okay this this is what we're going to do and then as he was talking he said this we just want this land to give hope and new life to people to give hope and new life to people that's what we want this it's been our in our family for over 100 years we want it to give life and hope to people and holy spirit through the manifestation of wisdom, spoke to me right there. He says, I want you to put a park. I want you to put a park for families to come together. I'll work out the details, just reserve some of that for a park. I name it Monroe Park. And I can't believe I did this. I was just talking in spirit. I said on the phone, well, Mr. Monroe... Here's what we're going to do, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit just gave this to me. We're going to put a park, and that park is going to give new life and, uh, to families and have families to connect and our community to connect, and, and it, it, we're going to call it Monroe Park. And you could tell he was just, you know, in, in tears on the phone. And I kept talking about the park, and now the city's like, we have to do the park. You kept talking about it. <laughs> people, people in the community, they're, they're, they're wondering, what, you know, what's happening? What, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, okay. So that example of, of God, a of the Holy Spirit manifest, manifestation of, the, of knowledge and then the manifestation of wisdom, what are you going to do about this knowledge? What are you going to do about this? Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do this. And that's just a real-life example that, that's with our church. Now you, I hope, and I, think, I do think there are manifestations of wisdom and knowledge that come into your life. And maybe you may not even realize it is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But now, I, want you to, I want you to understand this. If you don't understand anything, make sure that you understand this. You have the ability for the manifestation. All nine of those manifestations. We'll talk about the, the other five next week. But you have the ability, as we talked about last week, tongues, interpretation of tongues, uh, wisdom and knowledge, you have the, man, the ability for those manifestations that take place in your life. If you are a follower of Christ and you're walking in the Spirit, you have the ability that. The gift is the Holy Spirit. The manifestations are those nine things. So this week, I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit. Manifest yourself in knowledge and wisdom and be open to the ways that God can speak to you. Before you, walk, before you go uh, sit down in the meeting or before you talk to someone, before you pick up the phone, I would encourage you to pray a real quick prayer. Say, Prayer, uh, just say, Holy Spirit, I pray that you manifest, manifest yourself knowledge about the situation. What do I need to speak into? And Holy Spirit will give you that. And the more that you're open to that, the more that Holy Spirit is going to be drawn to that. Holy Spirit moves kind of like water and vapor and air to where it's going to go to where there's the path of least resistance. If you resist the Holy Spirit and manifesting itself in knowledge and wisdom, then the Holy Spirit is going to be like, well, that's that's a no-go. So I want to encourage you, open up that, that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to manifest itself in knowledge and in wisdom. I need wisdom on this. I need knowledge. I need full understanding. I need to see what you see. I need to see what you see, and the Holy Spirit will give that to you. We see it all over Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. I've seen many examples in in my life and other people's lives as well. You can have the manifestations of knowledge and wisdom. You can if you've accepted Christ. So this week, your homework as Holy Spirit manifest itself in knowledge and in wisdom and give you things about a situation, about a person. Every encounter is an opportunity to speak into their lives. Walk in authority on that. I want to give that to you. I'm going to give you the freedom to walk in authority as a new believer in Jesus Christ. You can speak into a person's Life. Some of you here today, even some of you who are, can't be here today and you're watching online, I've actually had meetings with you in the moment where God said, say this, say that. It didn't happen all the time. It's probably because I wasn't prepared to receive it. <laughs> prepare to receive it. Prepare to receive it. So, three categories of the manifestations of Holy Spirit. That's what we talked about today. Those three categories and... We zero in on the first one, which was the message of God or the revelation of God. Next week, we're going to close out with the five that reveal the power of God. And obviously, last week, we talked about the worship of God, both corporately and privately. But as, you, as we close, because we're out of time, I hate to say we're out of time because I want the Holy Spirit to just do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. There's no time with the Holy Spirit. But... Um, But I know that, you know, we're kind of limited with our time here at the the facility. But I just want you, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you could, please. just in this moment, I want you to think of, of a situation in your life or a person in your life that you desperately need knowledge. You need the eyes of God on this situation or in this person or relationship. You need knowledge. And what I want you to do in this moment, just in your own way, say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to block you moving into my life.